Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father Lord, we say thank you for a time like this. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together and hear from your word. We thank you for the beautiful things that we have done in our midst. Our teachers, our children that have been taught by you, Father Lord. Lord, we say thank you. Even as we have this short time to share your word, I pray, Father Lord, that everybody will get understanding of what you're saying to the body of Christ. And I pray as people come in and they leave, they'll be blessed. Thank you, Father Lord, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Greet one person before you sit down. If you don't greet a person, please remain standing. Hallelujah. And those that are sitting down, please also greet them. Hallelujah. It's so good to be in church once again. I think I keep sat in one area, so one area is looking empty. But it's all good. Hallelujah. Uh, we just have a short time in which we're going to share the word, and I believe that the Lord will speak to each one of us. It's beautiful to be in 2023 and to be alive in God's presence. Now, I'll start this. There's a common terminology that we hear about. Kitchen cabinet. Who knows the genesis of the word kitchen cabinet? Who can tell me when you say, what is a kitchen cabinet anyways, by the way? When you hear kitchen cabinet, what do you mean? Pastor says small group of people, yes. Okay? So I'll, I'll define it, so for us not to waste time. A kitchen cabinet is a smaller influential group within a larger influential group. Are we together? So when you're talking of a cabinet, most governments will have a cabinet. I'm not too sure whether in India you call them ministers, in Nigeria they call them Federal Executive Council, and in the UK they have different terms. But you have ministers that form a cabinet, isn't it? Now, within that scenario, you have smaller ones that are more influential. Am I correct? Maybe when you're a minister, maybe you're holding the finance or defense portfolio, usually where there's more money, you're more influential. But it doesn't have to be more, more about money. Now, the term kitchen cabinet started in the U.S. It started at a time where people went in the White House. You have a larger meeting, people will go out, and where do they go to? They go to the kitchen. And what do they go to do in the kitchen? They go to have coffee. They go to have tea. But in that kitchen, that's where decisions are made that will affect the bigger cabinet and the whole country. Are you getting it? So the name was called Kitchen Cabinet. But what were they doing? They were actually fellowshipping, having coffee, having chai, maybe, or tea, or whatever it is. And they were using that to make decisions. Now, if in governance... People are fellowshipping and affecting things around it. How about us in the body of Christ? It's our year of fellowship. And that shows us how important fellowship is within and among ourselves. Praise the Lord. And that's why I titled this message today, Everyday Kononia. Everyday Kononia. Praise the Lord. Now, our text is going to be taken from Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to 7, 47. Brother Lyndon, please, if you have that, can you please help me read? Acts chapter 2, verse 40 to 47. 
praise. Acts chapter 2 verse 40 40 to 47 and when many other words he testified and exhorted them saying be saved and from this perverse generation then those who gladly received his word were baptized and that day about 3000 souls were added to them and they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and fellowship and breaking of bread in and in prayer then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as any one had need so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising god and having favor with all people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved praise the lord praise god thank you brother indit now that is a definition of the early church and what we mean by kononia now you might say the word kononia means something hard for you but it simple means fellowship and what would i say it's a word that's translated from greek which refers to the concepts of fellowship joint participation the share which one has in anything okay i put a definition there for you to be able to get it a give jointly contributed a collection a contribution it identifies the idealized state of fellowship and unity that should exist within the christian church and i read the the passage in acts brother linden read it for us to know what that fellowship means in the body of christ and that's the definition that we have today okay praise the lord now there are two types i'll put it kononia that we we'll see we have the vertical and we have the horizontal okay now when i'm talking about the vertical that's the one that matters the most okay because the vertical i'm talking about the one that the fellowship you have with god okay because kononia will only start internally and then move out externally it begins with our relationship with god and then it affects all other relationships if your relationship with god is okay every other relationship will be okay now if we're all in this assembly If our relationship with God is okay, then I don't think we'll have any problem among ourselves. Okay? So the vertical one is very important, but we're going to talk about the the the, the horizontal one. But uh, to uh, to just to buttress this, when God created Adam in the beginning, he created him for fellowship. That's why when God said God will come down in the cool of the day, when things were easing down, he's coming to talk with Adam, conversing, having a fellowship with Adam. Likewise someone walked with God and was no more that was Enoch isn't it so Enoch had a fellowship with God on a daily basis and that is what we were created for for that fellowship with God in 1 John 1:1 to 4 and I'll read it that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked upon and our eyes have handled concerning the word of life the life was manifested and we have seen and bear witness 
and declare to you that eternal life which the Father was manifested to us, which we have seen and heard, to, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. 2 Corinthians 13, 14. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the what? Fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That's what we say at the end of every prayer. Fellowship of the Holy Spirit. That is what we're talking about, the vertical. Now, I want to make something clear, and I'll put it in the catchphrase. Kononia, fellowship, is God-ordained. It's God-centered and is Spirit-led. Okay? Let me understand this. It's ordained by God. You can see what we've asked. It's centered on Christ and is Spirit-led. That's why I'm going to say the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is the Spirit that leads us in that fellowship. Are we together? So that is what we have there in a nutshell. Now, another time I'm going to talk about the vertical relationship with God, but now I want to talk about the horizontal relationship within the church. Because as we're entering a new year, and I want us to have that basis as we're entering the new year. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? Now, one of the things is, if you're talking about fellowship, you will not join a fellowship if there's no benefit for you. Am I correct? You don't form any association if you don't see any benefit of joining that association. It's only human. Are we together? So we need to understand the advantages or the benefits of Kononia in the household of God. Okay? Number one, spiritual growth. You cannot grow on your own. You cannot grow by sitting at home and watching TV and watching YouTube or Christian programs. No. You have to be able to fellowship one another to grow. The Bible says iron sharpened iron. Am I correct? Whatever you hear here will rub off on you. Whatever you hear in your fellowships will rub off on you. Romans 15, 1 says, We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. You cannot know it all on your own. That's why when you come here, you have to be hungry to take something out. If you don't come here hungry to take something out, then you might as well not come. You can take something from the praise and worship, which is very, very key. God can speak to you. From the prayers, from the announcements, even from the message. But you have to take something on a daily basis. And I want us to look as we come here every day, every year. Look to take something away from here. You might not like my voice. You might not like how I look, but you say, Lord, I'm coming here to fellowship with you. I want you to speak. Are we together? So there is that advantage. Number two, I know I'm conscious of time, shared burden. Shared burden. When you're in a fellowship, you share one another's burden. I was hit this week. I'm sure most of you have heard... Uh, the death of our brother, uh, the, uh, brother Adi, uh, uh, Komalafi. It hit me. Because I was one of the first people that were called to the house. And I got to the house. And I saw him there and I just couldn't believe it. That life can be a vapor. One second you're here, one second you're gone. Before I traveled for the holiday, I can remember we met for a dinner. And he sat down next to me, we chatted. 
but I could never imagine that was the last time I will see him. His family is here. His daughter is here. One, the other three are away. What is the support system? The support system is the people that in fellowship with, together with them. He lived better life, but better life was aptly represented. Even at the home. Pastor was there. Songs of service, Brother Joji was there. Now, his current church was also there. Because he was in the body of Christ. He was fellowshipping one another. The woman's burden will be shared. The community that was there took care of everything, the arrangements, ROP, hospital, everything was take, being taken care of by different people. That is what we call sharing the burden with one another. And I'll tell you something. If you're in this country as a foreigner, there are three places make sure you're grounded in. One, in the body of Christ. Because that will be your support system. One, make sure you're not outside the body of Christ. Because this land is not my land or your land. Two, Make sure you interact with your nationals. It's not everybody you might like, but make sure you have a community. I think on this, um, this church, we have, I can see some community because when, when it comes to Christmas outreach, I can see different groups and everything. So people have their own small community, but make sure you have it. And then make sure the third one is a three-prong. Make sure you're grounded in your work. Make sure there are people that will come. But I dare come and People came, he was working inside PDO, he was seconded to PDO. People came for that company. His company that he was employed with, the PR came and said, anything, I'll do it. Do they know you in your company? Are you known in church? Do your nationals know you? Bear that in mind. It's when it comes, you'll be able to share that burden. And that's what the early churches did. They had everything in common. Number three, financial gain. Financial gain. I'm about to say financial gain. <laughs> Some of us went to school based on fellowship. Uh, in my place, I used to call it Adashe. Uh, in Yoruba, they would say Ajo. I'm not too sure what they call it in, uh, in India, where people bring money. I bring money, Pastor bring money, and uh, Pastor Francis bring money. This month I take, next month somebody else takes, isn't it? Community contribution. Huh? Sponsor, that's what we call it. But in Indian, in Indian language, it's a different word. Well, chiti. Chiti. I'll learn afterwards. <laughs> I'll learn afterwards. But you see that contribution. People share their financial burden. I went to school like that. It's not every time my mother had a school fees for all of the three, her three kids. But she'll turn and put a contribution. When it's her turn to collect, she'll collect everything and she'll be able to offer that, uh, offset that, that, that amount of school fees. Now, I'm not trying to say you should go and do that in your various fellowships. No. But if you're in a financial burden, where do you look to? Most times, it's within the fellowship that you have. And most times, that's where you'll get your support. Number four. Protection, both spiritual and physical. Very key. Who is your covering? Who is your covering? I know we say your husband is a covering of the wife and the kids. But where is your spiritual covering coming from? It's not every time you're able to sit down and pray. It's not every time you have issues that you cannot go through. But you say, my brother, hold me. 
Let's pray. Let's agree. The Bible says we're one or two together, are gathered together. You're there in the midst. And whatever we agree together, it shall be answered. Isn't it? It doesn't say when one person is there. It's when you're together, you pray, the prayer comes forth. And believe me, that sometimes I cannot even pray. I feel so tired, I feel so weak. But then there are people around that I'll say, hold my hands, let's pray. You go to a fellowship, I say, I have this prayer point, I want us to pray for this. People will gather together and pray and we'll see answers. We have seen it in intercession, we have seen it in various house fellowships. So it's something that works. And sometimes someone will pray covering you as you travel. Sometimes when people are traveling during Christmas, we always pray for them. There's a covering that comes from being the body of Christ. Sometimes people give you advice that will stop you from getting into trouble. Am I correct? Fifth, Pastor Francis mentioned this, unity. When we are in agreement spiritually, emotionally, financially, and intellectually. Psalm 133 verse 1 says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in unity. I can never forget that verse. I've said it several times before. In my high school, in front of the house, that was the motto that was put there. And I'm happy to say my high school members will leave that motto up to today. All I have to do is just go and identify I'm from, from social school. Come in. You're welcome. In May, I went to Nigeria. My elder brother lost his wife and I went there. I was outside here and I was being the other male child, supposed to do a lot of the running. But when I got there, almost everything was done. His whole classmates were there. They filled the whole place. Flew in from different parts. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell in unity. What am I saying? There's an advantage in unity. We cannot be broken. But when we have different divisions, different issues, we're broken. Sometimes I look at Oman, and sometimes I wish the body of Christ was more integrated in Oman than all of us doing our things differently. There's strength in numbers. There's strength in small associations that we have. Now, I've given the advantages. I'm not going to go debate mode and say, I hope I've convinced you. If I don't convince you, then I'll leave it to God. But you have seen the advantage of it. Now, I'm going to come down to what we're talking about. When I say everyday colonia, okay, what are the practical steps? What are the practical steps? Number one, visitation. Brother Linden, please can you read Luke 19, 1 to 10 quickly for us? Luke 19, 1 to 10. Quickly for us. I want to pick something from there. Nineteen one to 10. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd. And he was of a short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up to the sigmo, into a sigmo tree to see him. And from, 
for he going to pass that way and when jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said unto him zacchaeus make haste and come down for today i must stay at your house so he made haste and came down and received him joyfully but when they saw it they all a complaint saying he who, who has gone into the guest was a man who was a, who was a sinner then zacchaeus stood and said to the lord lord look lord i have given half of my goods to the poor and if i have taken anything from anyone by false accusation i will restore fourfold and jesus said unto him today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of abraham for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost amen amen thank you brother linden zacchaeus make haste and come down for today i must stay in your house visitation must be intentional let's look at it visitation must be intentional you must come out of your comfort zone to say i must come and visit this person today sometimes we're just happy just to meet on fridays yes i know we have a lot of schedules we have a lot of programs especially when you involve kids inside it but you have to make an intention to visit someone fellowship should not stop at the doors of the new hall it should extend outside there you should be able to say i, I need to come and see this person either way if you don't come somebody else should come before covid i think the men's school group we were making a timetable to visit as many men as we can but covid came and stopped it we started it and it was very very beneficial that way i even knew where everybody was living and we could even pray and get along even us as leaders were supposed to have kpis i'm just going to expose ourselves sorry pastor we're supposed to have kpis we have targets of people who are supposed to go and visit but we're failing god will help us this year pastor i repent i'll do better what am i saying we have to be able to engage jesus did not see zacchaeus and just passed he said zacchaeus come down i must stay in your house we can get very busy yesterday i was very very busy i'll confess here a brother said he was coming to see me and i said okay i was going to respond to him but i had so many activities i didn't see that to two o'clock then i said ah but tomorrow we're going to see one way or the other i've made it we must see what am i saying that is fellowship that is us getting together please this year make it intentional to visit people outside the church that's the only way we can grow among ourselves and it doesn't have to be the same person from south india or the same person from north india different people the second one i know time is passing because i'm going to practical things if you belong to a house fellowship please stand up if you belong to a house fellowship please stand up if you belong to a house fellowship please stand up excellent all right god bless you now those that are sitting down Because I didn't want to say, if I say stand up, people might not stand up. So those that are sitting down, 
what house fellowship do you belong to? Please, you may have your seat. Those that were sitting down, what house fellowship do you belong to? Two hours, three hours is not sufficient for us to fellowship. The church has created a house fellowship for you to be able to belong to. That is where you fellowship. That is where you grow. Now, I'm encouraging those. You might have different things, work commitment, different things. Still belong to one. Even if you can attend once a month, please belong to one. I'll tell you something from the leadership. If anything happens to anybody, the first thing we talk about is which house fellowship does the person belong to? Because I cannot know anybody, everybody else. Pastor might not know everybody else. If there's any welfare support that's supposed to come from anywhere, it always comes from the house fellowship. Please, find the house fellowship. After service, if you don't have any house fellowship, meet any of the leaders. We'll direct you accordingly. Because this is a year of fellowship, we need to have our roots bound together. If anybody has a problem in this house fellowship, most times it's somebody within the house fellowship that attends. Am I correct? Am I correct? You need to drop off your children if somebody within the house fellowship. Emergency comes up, the first person you call is somebody within the house fellowship. And the person does not even think twice. He's obligated to intervene. Now imagine you don't have that support. Please, if you have not taken anything from this message, please belong to a care cell. You will grow there. You will fellowship there. God will establish you there. Number three, ministry, attendance. We have many ministries, ushering, choir, men, women. And last year, I was very impressed. I can remember the build-up to the Christmas outreach. You need to see the fellowship among brethren. Men were meeting 6 o'clock in Bethel. Am I correct? Women were meeting. The Friday school teachers, uh, Friday school teachers and the people were also meeting. People were interacting to the glory of God. People got to know themselves to the glory of God. And from that place, they started building themselves. From those programs, some even joined ministry. Are we together? That is part of fellowship. That is part of fellowship. When the winter months, there's something that we usually have. We call them winter outings, isn't it? A time of fellowship outside the building. And believe me, that's the time that I get to know so many brethren. Last time we had cricket, I didn't know we had a lot of cricket brothers that could play cricket. You know? And some of them really played. Brother Naveen is there, you're laughing, you're smiling. We're on the same team. He's a brother I see in church, but I didn't know he could play cricket. But I've connected with him now that we can talk about different things from that out, outing that we had. I'm not your brother and sister only on Fridays. I'm your brother and sister always. Outside in the mall, anywhere. You're my brother, you're my sister. That's the way it's supposed to be. That is Christian fellowship. We build one another. So in the ministry, it's not only coming to come and meet. Find time to meet outside your ministry outings. Whether it's choir, outside Tuesday, meet outside on Saturday. Choir members come, let's meet. Let's interact. 
I'm telling you, by the time it interacts, the music will be sweeter when you're singing on Sunday. Praise the Lord. It will be sweeter. Because you have taken the biryani and the jollof rice together. The melody will be, will be harmonious. Praise the Lord. The fourth one. Partnership in the body of Christ. Even externally, partnership. What missions are we supporting? The church is supporting on a big level. You, who are you supporting? What are you doing? I'll read from Philippians 1, 3 to 5. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with joy, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Paul was writing to the church in Philippi. Am I correct? They were partnering with him. He was giving God thanks for them. There's a lot of people you can partner, one-on-one. This has to be through the church. Yes, you put your offering and tithes and the church does that, but one-on-one, who are you supporting? Who are you partnering with? Who are you supporting? Partnership is also part of fellowship. Who you're supporting out there? What are they doing for the body of Christ? You might not be there. That is fellowship. Sharing their burden. Praying along with them. I know my time is spent, and I'm just trying to wrap up. Now, I'll make a note here. Any gathering of the church that leaves Jesus out is not kononia. It is not true fellowship. For something to qualify as fellowship, the manifest presence of Christ must be evident. The true fellowship always begins with God. In the book of Acts, they were called believers because they were centered in Christ. The glue that holds us together and keeps us together is Jesus Christ. That's why I can say you're my brother, you're my sister outside here. Regardless of how I look, my complexion or whatever it is. And our faith and belief is in him. So that is the most important thing I want you to understand. We gather together. I'm not trying to say, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that we should just exclude ourselves as Christians. Part of the mandate of the house fellowship is to bring people in, isn't it? So your fellowship also extends to non-believers. As you fellowship with them, but just know it's Christ-centric. It's Jesus Christ-centric. Our friends are Muslims. Our friends that are, some are Hindu. But they know my fellowship with them is based on Jesus Christ. Are we together? Are we together? Now, in rounding up, we have what we call fellows, isn't it? Who knows about fellows? You're a fellow of an institute or something. Who's a fellow here? Is anybody a fellow of any institute? Yes, I, I, I know Dr. Dr. Rajesh will be there. A lot of doctors are, are fellows. That means you have achieved a certain excellence, a certain level in your professional career. Whether it's in academics or in the circular other careers, you have reached a certain level that they're able to say you are a fellow. 
you're a master, you're a maestro, you're, you're an expert in that area. And based on that, you're recognized on that. Based on that, sometimes you go, doors are open for you. It's a select few. They're the highest grade of membership of any association. I don't think there's anything greater than a fellow in any association, isn't it? Now, in conclusion, my prayer is that this year, 2023, you'll be a fellow of Cononia. God bless you. Praise the Lord. You heard about it. This is year of fellowship. You have to fellowship vertical and horizontal. Every day, koinonia. It's a magic word. Hallelujah. Our time is fast spent. Uh, I will just remind you what Hebrew 10, 24, 25 says. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good work, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together. Let us be on our feet. I want you to talk to God. Lord, help me this year to fellowship with the brethren. And the fellowship you'll be fellowshipping this year, let it be from the throne of God. The kind of fellowship that have Jesus Christ as the center of that fellowship. Talk to God, Lord, this year is year of fellowship. Help me to fellowship with you. Help me, Lord, to fellowship with you and to fellowship with my fellow human being. And let every fellowship that I will belong to, let your name be the center of that fellowship. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We worship you. We glorify your holy name, Lord. We thank you for the message you have heard today. Thank you for reminding us that we need to fellowship with you. Thank you for reminding us that we, we have to fellowship with our brethren. Lord, we thank you because you're reminding us that we, you have to be the center of our fellowship. Father, we honor you and adore you. We ask for your spirit that will guide us and lead us to fellowship with you. Father, endow us in the mighty name of Jesus. And your servant that you have used for all these days, we pray, almighty God, that you will grant him more knowledge and wisdom to hear more from him in the mighty name of Jesus. More anointing in his life in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless him, bless the work of his hand. Bless sister, bless the children in the mighty name of Jesus. And bless the church of God in the mighty name of Jesus. And your name, Lord, shall continuously be praised and glorified in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, this year is moving. We have set the ball rolling for this year. We pray that every area we are going, wherever we are going to be fellowshipping, Lord, we pray that we always see you at the center of our fellowship in the mighty name of Jesus. The program for the church is in your hand. As you have done for all the year 2022, this year also is in your hand in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless each and every one of us in Jesus' name. We have witnessed the gifting for the children. Next year, we shall witness it in the mighty name of Jesus. 
As many that have traveled, Father, they have gone safely. Let them return safely in the mighty name of Jesus. We pray, Almighty God, when we meet next Friday, it shall be testimony to your name in Jesus' name. Thank you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. Grace for Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, God goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you. Please let us exit through the left side. Through my left side. Newcomer, just outside this door here. Please, the team, the welcoming team are there to receive.